0: A Google Analytics Setup Checklist. Back off, man. I'm a scientist. It's the Conversion Scientist Podcast. I'm Brian Massey, the Conversion Scientist. This article originally appeared in Marketing Land. I learn a lot from Marketing Land, and you will too. Visit (laughs) www.marketingland.com. When we start working with a client, our first job is to make sure that their analytics setup is giving us the data we need to optimize their website. It is most common for us to learn that their analytics setup was done a year or more before and that no attention had been paid to it since. Whether it's built on Omniture, Site Catalyst, Google Analytics, or Mixpanel, the behavioral database that we call Analytics is only used by these clients for basic reporting. There are so many other good questions to be answered. Once the dashboards are set up, basic reporting is all that's used. Sessions, visitors, revenue, and conversions. There are some awesome questions that you can answer if you have a solid setup, which takes a regular review of your analytics implementation. In this column, we're going to start with administrative setup. We'll use our whimsical e-commerce site, buystuff.com, as an example. Domains and subdomains. Most sites handle visitors who add www to their URL with competence. They reliably redirect www.bystuff.com to bystuff.com or vice versa. However, sites have secondary sites that use subdomains. It's not unusual to find sites like blog.bystuff.com for a blog or offers.bystuff.com for landing pages. Online properties may share traffic with completely different domains, serving third-party features for training, for video, for applications, and more. Another example might be buystuff.tv for video content. The problem is that Google Analytics typically strips the domain information from the URL when it records a page view. In Google Analytics, wwwbuystuffcom slash contact us and blogbuystuffcom slash contact us both get recorded as slash contact us. To solve this problem, we can give www.buystuff.com and blog.buystuff.com different property IDs, so Google Analytics records the traffic for each separately. This makes it difficult to see how visitors traverse between the two sites. The blog can certainly influence sales on the e-commerce site, and we'd like to know about that. Let's take a look at our options for partitioning our sites into Google Analytics properties and views. Within your Google Analytics account you can create multiple properties. Each property can have many views on the traffic. Imagine a Google Analytics property being like a web property. For example, your e-commerce site would count as the property and could include any sites that trade visitors with it, such as the blog. Properties and views. You start by writing down all of your domains and subdomains that influence or are related to the main site. For each, decide if you want to give it a unique property ID, identified by the ID ua-number-number-number-number. In general, I like to keep all subdomains on the same property and use views and filters to isolate the traffic. Then, www.buystuff.com and blog.buystuff.com will both have the same property ID, but separate views. However, our corporate blog at www.conversionscientist.com and our corporate site at www.conversionsciences.com each have their own property ID. They have very different goals and also have different domains. Raw Data and Test Views If you have an actively managed optimization program, you're going to be making changes and additions to your analytics implementation. When you're talking about implementing filters and conversion goals, you can make mistakes. Google Analytics is unforgiving of errors. Once erroneous data is collected, you can't remove it from your dataset. You'll be forever filtering out the erroneous data every time you do a study. We always recommend a backup view that is unfiltered and unchanged. This will allow you to study the raw unfiltered data. We also recommend a test view. You can try filters and settings changes to be sure they work before you unleash them on your other views. Let's talk about some naming conventions. When you create a new property in Google Analytics, Google creates a view called All Website Data. Now this isn't very helpful if you have several properties in your account. We like view names to order themselves and to be easily searched. We have a recommended format for naming properties and views. We have a recommended format for naming properties and views. Properties use the main domain as the name. For example, buystuff.com for all of buystuff's views. Views have a more specific format. They start with a number. This orders them by the most commonly used. The view names contain the domain of the site they address this aids in searching and we use hyphens to separate the components so for buystuff.com we will have a one hyphen master hyphen buystuff.com and two hyphen blog hyphen buystuff.com three hyphen all subdomains hyphen buystuff.com four hyphen test hyphen buystuff.com and five hyphen raw hyphen buystuff.com let's look at some popular filters you can attach to your views there are several filters you will want to consider depending on the job of each of your views first of all including domains and subdomains if you have multiple subdomains it is often helpful to see how visitors move between them the most common example is if you have a blog on a different subdomain It will be interesting to see how many of your visitors are coming from blog pages and which pages are sending the most buyers with this filter, Google Analytics will record the full URL of each page. Instead of a forward slash for the home page, you'll get buystuff.com forward slash. Instead of the forward slash for the blog home page, you'll get blog.bystuff.com forward slash. We recommend creating a separate view that collects domain information, which Google Analytics calls the host name. In the column, you'll see how to set up this filter. Excluding internal traffic is another filter. Locate the IP addresses of your offices and its agents and create exclusions. This means that those testing the site or using the site to process orders won't influence the data that you're collecting. They'll be excluded from the visitor traffic that you're getting. Again, I show you an example of how to set these filters up in the column. Setting things to lower case. Google Analytics is a case-sensitive environment. If you were a vendor for Buy Stuff and we sent traffic to your site, we might list ourselves as BBuyStuff.com in some cases and LittleBBuyStuff.com in other cases. Google Analytics will count these as different referrers. This means you have to combine the two to get meaningful data about the people visiting from Buy Stuff. Why not just force everything to lowercase? Well, that's the recommendation. The same problem exists for campaign sources, it exists for the medium report, and there are four filters that force everything to lowercase. Lowercase the source, lowercase the medium, lowercase the campaign name, and lowercase your referrals. Each can be set up quite easily because Google Analytics has a filter especially for this. And I show you how to set that up in the column. Setting up goals. Goals tell us when a visitor has done something we like on the website. We like it when they complete a form, when they purchase, or when they complete a registration process. The most flexible and interesting goal is a visit to a thank you page or a receipt page. When someone has completed a purchase on our whimsical buy stuff site, the receipt page has the URL forward slash checkout forward slash orders forward slash show. I've created a goal that watches this page. I've also set up a funnel of pages leading up to this page from the cart to the payment page to the confirmation page i show you how to set this up on on the column there's no greater loss than the abandonment of someone who started to buy from you or register with your site wouldn't you like to know why a simple funnel report can help goals make these reports possible in google analytics it can be hard to keep up with your goals as new landing pages and offers are brought onto the site however don't be tempted to use a common landing page just because it makes analytics easier instead make analytics a part of your development process for new pages and site changes even if you don't look at your reports every week right now you'll be glad that the data is there when you go to ask questions about your visitors and what they want from you you also want to set up site search there is much to learn from the words people use to find things on your site They can tell you what is missing on your site. They can tell you about products you should be carrying. They can tell you the unique words that they use to find what you offer. And I show you how to set up the query parameter in Google Analytics. These are just a few tips to get your Google Analytics account set up right and in a manageable state. When you're ready to ask some questions of your behavioral database, the answers will be there waiting. This is the Conversion Scientist Podcast, and I thank you for listening. I'm Brian Massey, the Conversion Scientist. We do analytics setup as a part of our conversion rate optimization process. You can learn more about this process at www.conversionsciences.com, and I recommend that you give us a call. We'll talk about the goals for your site and what you could do with some extra revenue, more leads, and more subscribers.